Welcome to the first official episode of Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And on today's episode, we're going to talk all about love. We're going to introduce you to the genre as it's defined, how that definition has evolved over time, addressing stigma surrounding the romance genre, and our own personal journey with reading romance. So Ashley and I would never really consider either of ourselves avid romance readers. Um, It's something that we both learned a lot about recently when we started our bookstagrams and all of that. So I was really curious as to what the actual definition of the romance genre was. So according to literaryterms.net, in the strictest academic terms, a romance is a narrative genre in literature that involves a mysterious, adventurous, or spiritual storyline where the focus is on a quest that involves bravery and strong values, not always a love interest. However, modern definitions of romance also include stories that have a relationship issue as the main focus. And I have so many thoughts about this definition because the first half of it, I was like, whoa, hold on. Because when I thought Mm -hmm. about romance, immediately all you're thinking about is a love story or... um, some like steamy moments and all of that so I kind of loved the idea of it being not that not necessarily being the focus um it made my feminist heart very happy um (laughs) and and um we were talking about this a little while ago that Outlander is an example mm. of something that you wouldn't think of as a romance right based on this definition it very much is a um quest right involving bravery strong strong characters and it does also have a main love interest and it's not just a fantasy story but it has this like love big love component to it right have you read outlander no but it's um alex from commas and carbs favorite series okay and one of my one of my friends um in real life also is a huge outlander fan and basically both of them have been saying i need to get on it that It is phenomenal, but they're the books are huge. That's the thing, and I'm still trying to get through the Game of Thrones books, and like I need to commit. I've to- abandoned that. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I've only seen the pilot episode of the series, but this definition definitely made me more interested in it because right. I think it really shows. I mean, it literally says in the definition, like however modern definitions, um, whatever the evolution of the romance genre. Um, and I think that especially in 2019, we saw the romance genre really open up and blossom, mm-hmm. um, especially with its involvement with more LGBTQIA representation, interracial relationships, and more authors of color being represented. Um, so right. like books like Get a Life, Chloe Brown, um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, really... And I think that those books have probably been around for a really long time it's just a question of how mainstream they've been yeah. and I definitely thought and and perhaps that's you know this is our own experience based off of starting our bookstagrams in 20 did you start in 2019 I started in 2018 but I didn't really get like it was like a it was a personal diary that I didn't share like I had like less right. than 500 followers for a really long time because I was afraid of <laughs> like I don't know it was like something I did for me 
And then actually Kim from Space to Read, she followed me from her personal account from almost the very beginning when I started my account. And she and I started talking more and more. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I like started branching out more. Because I followed like maybe 30 people for a really uh-huh. long time. So then I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna branch out a little, bit, a little bit and see what happens. And all of a sudden, like it just grew really quickly. It was kind of the same. I started in November of 2018, and uh, until May of 2019, I really didn't do much with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started it because my friend uh, told me I should. And, same, same. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then it just kind of sat there for a really long time. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know. Even when I started, I didn't really know that Bookstagram was a huge thing. Like it me was a either. whole community. And I think it wasn't until I started immersing myself fully in the community and making it a priority did I start to realize how many other people were reading. And then that expanded my, um, I guess, net of books. And that's Mm -hmm. when I started to discover romance because before I never was a romance reader. And I didn't know that there were so many more components to romance than just the mass-marketed naked man on the cover Fabio (laughs) yeah yeah and um and and then now I definitely am noticing in 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 2019 and going into 2020 how much more uh representation there is in the romance genre and that's my own personal experience they may have been around for a really long time but for me I think books like red white and royal blue um autobiography all these the there are a few more books that are coming out now that are getting mainstream attention and everybody's reading them and they have a lot more representation, which is great. Yeah, I mean, I first learned about Red, White, and Royal Blue from People Magazine. They were like books mm-hmm. to look for in 2019 at the beginning of the year. And I was like, oh my God, it doesn't come out till May. I need this book because mm-hmm. one of my favorite, I guess, I don't know if it's a trope or if it's a genre, but I love royal romances. I'm a big royal watcher. Kate Middleton, Meghan Markle, let's be friends. Um, I love... Uh, once, the the greatest compliment I've ever received in my entire life was somebody told me that I reminded them of Meghan Markle. Oh, swoon. And I was like, you will be my favorite person till the end of my days. <laughs> I love her. I loved her in Suits. Like, I love oh. – um, I mean, Kate and Will met in college. My fiancé and I met in college. I love it. So basically, so, you're the same people. Basically, we're the same people. Um, so I was interested in Red, White, and Royal Blue because I love royal stories. I love royal romances. I love all of that. And when I learned that it had LGBTQIA representation, I was like, this is even more exciting. So mm-hmm. – I mean, the fact that a book with two gay characters was featured in People Magazine, it was a Goodreads, um, it won two Goodreads awards in 2019. It won Best Debut and I believe Best Best Romance. Romance. Um, And I mean, the author, I think, is 23. She's it's great it, and she's phenomenal and she's such a great nice person yeah. autumn from um the literary heroines calls her her queer icon mm. and she's amazing she's such a great person yeah so i never really would have said like oh what because i i will always say like i'm not a mood reader i'm not like someone who schedules a big tbr um a to be read list or anything like that i pick up books 
that interest me. Um, mm. And so I guess I didn't really realize how wide the world of romance is, like the types that there are, like specific tropes. I mean, I used the word trope in my um, like high school and college English classes, obviously, but I never... I guess it's I'm working on my critical reading skills as I've been growing my blog because you realize how much actually goes into writing a story and what makes it successful and makes it connect with people. So I I mean like I'd read books before that, you know, followed a love story and got, you know, had steamy moments and intimate moments and all of that, but I I just I never really thought like oh, there's fiction, there's nonfiction, there's memoir and biography. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought of books in such a broad sense of the term. And when I started picking up more popular romance books that people were reading and reaching out to me and discussing with me, I realized that, oh, there's formulas here that people like to follow. They're like... I know you're a big fan of the um, hate to love or fr- mm-hmm. um, and the friends to lover tropes. And it almost was like learning a whole new language. This is a learning experience. Yeah. Which is why we started with romance because we're not experts in it, but we wanted to learn a little bit more about it and we wanted to start a conversation, especially around Valentine's, everything like that. You were saying earlier, Phoebe, about um, there being so many different tropes and themes that mm-hmm. were common across a lot of books. And... I think I've, I kind of compiled a list of what I think were the, are the main romance tropes that we have seen in, in recent releases in the past couple of years. Okay, We've please got tell us. The, yes, yeah. And, and, you know, all of these, I, I think about it and I'm like, yes, all the books that I've, I've liked that have been romance have had one of these elements. Or even if I didn't like it, if I've read it, it had at least one of these elements mm-hmm. to it. We've got... Uh, hate to love or enemies to lovers, uh, friends to lovers, second chance romance, forced proximity, love triangle, and the fake relationship. Um, and I think fake relationship is so fun, and it's not something I ever realized so that fun. I liked until the unhoneymooners, where I was like, ooh, I love this. <laughs> I know, I know. And if you want a really great <laughs> book to introduce you to many different tropes, the unhoneymooners mm-hmm. is a great recommendation by uh, Christina Lauren, because that one is enemies to lovers, forced proximity, and fake relationship. And the idea is, oh. you know, they should be self-explanatory, but enemies to lovers is um, I hate you. And I don't want anything to do with you. And you're so annoying. But actually, that tension that we feel that we think is hate is really something else. Um, and then uh, force proximity is is great when you have when you're in an enemies to lovers. And maybe that's when they mainly are like maybe those are a, a common pairing together because you're forced to a space where you mm-hmm. hate each other and you really you can't leave. You're you're on an island or you're on a boat or you're um, whatever. in an elevator. And <laughs> yeah, and you can't get away from each other. Um, and so that's in *Bound Honeymooners*. And then the fake relationship is we have to act like we're in a relationship for some purpose, and then eventually you realize you're not acting anymore. Yeah, which I guess in a way, and this is veering into YA. But to all the boys I loved before, I know you haven't read it or seen the movie. I know, 
I know I really need to I really need to read it and I really need to watch it and I think I think I I I just I've been hesitant to watch it because um I kept my own diary growing up and the thought and it's very important to me and it is hilarious um and my friends found it and started reading from it and uh they it has become it is the cat it is the journal with a capital j and it is very commonly known in our friend group and actually i don't think i told you this phoebe but um I read from that in – or my, my best friend at our wedding, she um, gave a speech, and she read from it when oh. I met John. Oh, I kind of love that so much. <laughs> and it was like, John Chandler, I love him, and I'm going to marry him someday or something like that. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, yes. But it, there is a um, – it, I would not say it's enemies to lovers, really, but there mm-hmm. is fake dating available or not available. That's the wrong word. What am I thinking? Um, available on demand now. On demand. <laughs> Let's go. Um, there is like a fake dating element to it, but obviously it's YA, so we're not getting into like any steamy moments or right. um, so the book that we meant like in the On Honeymooners that we've mentioned quite frequently, I say that. Um, I learned that uh, it's really not okay to classify something as like a clean romance or a dirty romance mm-hmm. because that impl- like clean that implies that clean is good and dirty is bad. And there's nothing wrong with sex. There's nothing wrong with a healthy sexual relationship. Um, and I think it's especially now it's like it's 2020. We're women. We have thoughts, we have feelings, we have sexual desires, and that's totally okay to explore. But there are people with different personal preferences that don't necessarily want to read the nitty gritty part. So there are, um, it's better to say that something is an open door romance or a closed door romance, meaning that the door is open. It's in a voyeuristic way, I guess, you're there with them. Like you are, Mm -hmm. like you're, you know what's going on. You know who is putting what body part where and a closed door romance is sort of like a fade to black moment like basically what can Mm -hmm. be shown on cable television you get the kissing you get the emotions you get the um the butterflies in the stomach and all of that then we fade to black chapter ends and here we are it's the morning after you know um right and then what's something that i made up for myself to classify like the unhoneymooners and I guess the types of romance that I enjoy I like to say that the door's open but you don't have to go in (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. where it's not every other page we're getting a sex scene but we are getting the gratification and the satisfaction of these characters like I guess consummating the relationship or, or you having just, that you moment. know what's right. You know that what you know what's happening, but you don't. It, have, you're not. They don't yeah. have to say it. You're not or, missing any. Um, you're not missing any major plot points if right. you skip over that part. Right, because for me, um, and again, this is total personal preference. Um, I know I have friends that like romance that keeps the intimacy keeps a pg-13 or pg yeah correct 
And then I have friends that want the R-rated. They want that door open. Mm-hmm. And so it's total preference where you fall. And then there are plenty of people, and I think Phoebe and I are probably similar in that we kind of like it somewhere if we're on a spectrum closer to the closed door, but we're okay with this idea of, you know, it's it's a mature book and it's okay that we know what's happening. I think that's why college romances are so fun to read mm-hmm. because... It's like new adult, right? It, and I think that's the terminology. Is it? it? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The Simple Wild is an example of a new adult and it's, it's protagonists from, I think... Um, like mid to late 20s or basically our age Mm -hmm. um and that's new adult and that's where we you usually get the romance that I think you and I like Phoebe but then there are so many people that um they their perception on sex and and all that is that no it doesn't need to have emotion to be you know, I don't need to be in love with somebody to have that moment with them, and I don't mm-hmm. need that. And I want, I, I'm. It's more realistic to me to have the sex in the beginning, middle, and the end. You know, so it's total, just like books in general, which is why I think I really like that we started with romance because there's so much nuance to mm-hmm. the genre. And you were talking about your friend who um, uh, messaged you about who is a, an experienced romance reader and how she helped it tell you about this terminology of of open and closed door and all that I I mean I think it's so important because you know it doesn't matter what you pick up to read if you read a three-page book that's only about um sex that's still incredible you know there we live in a world where there are so many things that we can consume entertainment wise and if you're still choosing to pick up the written word that's something to be celebrated and even like even if you're not reading because my fiance is not a big reader he probably reads like maybe three to five books a year um but i'm still like that's still that's more than a lot of people read and mm-hmm. I think the John most... doesn't read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, opposites attract. Um, I don't know. Uh, but the most important thing that I've taken away, especially since starting my blog, is that there there's no reason to shame anyone for what they enjoy. We've both learned in our resp- as our responsibility as uh, as reviewers is that you have to let people know, like trigger warnings are a big thing but also know like the content of the book because you have no like there could be a really great story out there and someone could really connect with the character but not want to read about their intimate relationship so if you just let them know like hey this is a really really great book but here's like a little steamometer or something um, <laughs> yeah exactly to, uh, steal the term from cat our friend cassidy at ladies getting lit dot a um <laughs> that's how i say it every <laughs> single time when someone's like and even when i'm when i'm typing in her um like name to pull it up because cassidy and i have not gone one day without talking oh. <laughs> since uh we actually we looked it up our like anniversary it was um june we have not gone one day without talking since June. I love that. And the other day we almost didn't talk and she messaged me at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, wow, I was about to message you because this would have been the first day that we haven't <laughs> talked since then. She's like, good thing. I responded to your story. Yeah. Um, 
but she came up with this little steamometer on her litmus, uh, which she did these 12 days of Christmas themed books, and she called it litmus. And um, one of them was best romance of the year. And she just came up with this quick little steamometer, which was great. It was everything from like the love, the heart to the eggplant to the, <laughs> the guy with the eyes popping out. And then I think it was the um, the brain exploding one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was like. Yeah. Um, but that's really, really important. And that was, it was actually a review that I wrote rating the steam in the simple wild that um, encouraged someone to reach out to me based off of the terminology that I used because I said I mean the simple wild is it's pretty steamy it's a slow burn um, so it's not the whole book but once you get there like you're in there with them and I actually read and I'm not ashamed to say this because there's no shame um, I read I would say that's probably one of the few romances where I wasn't really like skipping around in those parts because I was so absolutely invested in the characters and in their relationship so I said that it was on like I think I gave it like three little fire emojis out of five on the steam level Mm -hmm. Um, and I, but I said I but I didn't mind because it was totally earned and not gratuitous. And I'm an actor, so we use the term earned a lot. You can't just like scream on stage out of nowhere. The audience isn't going to believe you. So I meant it as they earned my trust in that moment because I believed in their relationship and I was so invested that I was nothing but happy for them. And this woman reached out to me and was like, that's not a healthy way of looking at it because no one should have to earn a sex life. No one should have to earn love in a relationship like that. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I was like offended because it felt like she was questioning my intelligence. And then I realized as I reread her very long message, I was like, wait a second, She's totally 100 mis, like 100% misinterpreting what I mean by earn. So we had a great conversation where I was like, well, what's, what's, another, what's another way I can say this? Like what would resonate with you as someone who doesn't have the same background as me? And she, was, she said well, from the examples of romance books that I mentioned that I liked, The Unhoneymooners, The Simple Wild, for just to keep it short – she was like, it sounds like you really rely on the authenticity of a relationship. And I was like, yeah, I think that's all. I mean, I that's how I feel in real life anyway. Um, right. So at the end of the day, people are interested in humans and human stories. And there is nothing more universal than love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as you can tell... Ashley and I love talking to each other. We love talking about books and we love including you guys. Yes. So thank you Please. so much. This is a learning experience, <laughs> as if anything. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Read It or List It. You can join yes. us for new episodes every Wednesday. And next week, we'll be chatting our favorite rom coms and romances, the most hyped books on the internet. And what's ahead in this series? Yes. And make sure to leave a review and rating. We can't wait to hear your thoughts on today's episode and everything that we talked about, which was, you know, introducing the romance genre. Um, 
and comment on our Instagram post with your thoughts for today's post and your favorite romance books. Thanks for listening. Original music by Jake Thorne. Original artwork by Lindsay Huckabee. You can find Lindsay on Instagram at lindsaydrawsitagain or on Etsy at lindsaydrawsco. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at readitorlistedpod. All rights reserved, 2020.